welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. What's up? What's up? Do you lean in because it's your podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh you're live. Rage American. We are live. Live. Wow, there's a there's people here that are much taller than me in most Liquor. circumstances and it's happening again. <laughs> I feel like I'm outnumbered by two navy guys, lots of more rank and obviously <laughs> a beast. John. Yeah, a, a human <laughs> tank that can sling tank. arrows a long way. So Welcome to Free Range American. I think it's this is I the got. first one. Yeah, this is the first <laughs> one that we've been able to do with just someone against John Dudley. Way. John started Free Range American with. Do you guys know yeah. the founder and CEO of Black Rifle Coffee? His name's Andy Stump. <laughs> I've heard you guys heard of him. I've heard this from he, Andy. He took over that position after he retired from being admiral in the SEAL team. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> just ask him. That is the guy. Just ask him. That's that the is guy. the guy. <sighs> Dang it! Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate for uh, appreciate everybody being on this thing, man. And this oh, is yeah. great too, Jocko. This is oh. amazing, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. My first Jocko discipline go. Yeah. <laughs> Expecting a big change after this. <laughs> I can't wait. Iced tea, lemonade, all natural. Awesome. Yeah. This is great, man. I love it. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Fellas? I got off that five-mile mountain. Mm. <laughs> there was like five of these sitting in this refrigerator, and I'm just like freaking crinkling these things like Capri Suns. <laughs> and he just, he's like, damn. <laughs> all right. I yep, guess we're going long tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're going long. Yep. And you have yep. a big day. You have to be from two to six. At the booth working That's on That's a big bows. day. That yeah. is a big day. Are you going to work on his bow at all today? <laughs> hey, I, I don't have enough time to work on these. <laughs> I already tuned that thing up, man. Oh, it's, right. it's, it's running like a classic Ferrari. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> like shit. <laughs> you know, who said that this morning? Did you, say, did you ask about... Someone this morning said... Um, I asked Evan if I should use his bow, but he said, like, oh. <laughs> is that you that no, said that? No. Who said it? What was the line? It was something like, he's like, yeah, you can use it, but I guess it's extremely dangerous That's right what now I said. Something. I said, somebody's like, are Who you going to, no, somebody's asking me, might like, be hey, are you going to shoot? And I was like, no, not based off what John just told me, because I guess I've been shooting something that could blow up in my face and kill me at any point in time. <laughs> Someone said that this morning. What's yeah. wrong with it? Uh, you know, just a lack of tightening down things when you mount. Is that important? But, no. Okay. I feel that it's important to keep things loose. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. You know, I like to keep things loose. And that is the secret, that is the secret to accuracy, as everybody knows here. Keeping everything nice and loose. Rattle around a little bit. Hashtag keep it loose. Yeah. Helps you have to replace something. I know. It helps there. Man. Well, yeah. So total archery challenge. You got shot this morning. I know what wasn't loose. What? (laughs) That butthole on most of those targets. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking showing up with his bow case. Like everything I sent him five months ago was still like packed in a bow case. No field points. The four that he had were the wrong weight, wrong diameter. Poor Sharon couldn't she had one arrow for the day because jack Carr was too busy preparing for his 
all it's the info. Busy. It's been busy. I shot it once. It showed up in my house, and I opened it up. I expect it to be ready to go. Right. And I open it up. Right. And there's there's you know, there's no arrowhead of any type. There's no Dude, you're shooting hollow no, points. You're next level. Exactly. Ooh, next that, level. I like that. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm gonna start just, calling them. I should have just showed up like that and said, like, dude, this hollow point thing is rocking it. I love it. I'm used to it with the pistol, and now I'm rocking it with the bow setup. Thank you. But I had to just scramble at last second to do a video for Savage Sun, the third book, and I throw this through some things together. My quiver didn't fit from the old bow, and I'm trying to get it on there. I don't even know how to put it on to begin with. And then most everything, and I shot it once into a into a five pound bag of black rifle coffee, yep. which was great. In Did my you house. guys really? Yeah. I Did you bring my, a bag up? Yeah. No, I put it in my house. Oh, that's right. Was gone. Oh, I walked down the stairs right. and I grabbed it and I went, shink, boom, I put it at 20. And I hoped it worked because there were some very expensive <laughs> windows right next to that thing. Yes. And, uh, bam. Worked. That's full sin right loved there. It. Yeah. People loved it. Yeah, you had to got to go all in. Things are happening fast these days. Yeah, yeah. So, But this morning I showed up. Thank you so much for taking care of me. And Evan really gave you it. his release too. Should we <laughs> check it? Um, I lost my release. I, mean, I didn't lose my release in the snow. The actor lost his release in the snow. Mm. He was playing James Reese from the third novel for the video. Got and, it. And I call both you guys. It's a lot. We're digging in the snow. The whole crew is yeah. digging through this powder in Utah. And I'm like, Dad, where can I get another one? And I think you said, I think you said you should check with Evan. I'm like, oh, yes. And yeah. so texted you, and then um, then we got that yeah. all taken care of. And how did, was I that still using Tom? It. Did Tom, Tom deliver by the house? That? He hand yeah. delivered it, Tom Davin. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, last time we were here, I don't know if you know this, John, but last time we were here, John, uh, this might surprise you guys, but he was a little bit drunk, and there were a bunch of these releases <laughs> left out, and I just scraped a bunch of them into a bag. Because wondering if like, I had so many. I'm going to use these eventually. <laughs> Good I don't know. for you, because you know? the one I'm shooting was like the first one we ever made all weekend. People are like, "Can I see that?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> this doesn't even have the right name on it." <laughs> Wait, why not? And I'm like, all the ones I had have disappeared. Well, I can have one. I mean, I'm glad you did that. I wonder where they went. I don't know. <laughs> it's a mystery to me. <laughs> we'll never know. It's a way to take advantage of your friend. Hey, yeah, John, I have, no, another, I have another one. Yeah, I no, asked, what I asked you asked was, do you want another one? That's what you asked. No, I asked the CEO of Knock On. His name was Andy. Oh, yeah. And he was like, yeah, take whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah. Right, no so we need to adjust a little bit of adjustment. I see how this works. But that's it, right? There Was it called something else originally? It's the Knock To It. But was it called something else originally? Well, like... The the self-cocking mechanism was based off a release that I'd worked with years ago with Car with Jerry Carter, and it was called the Wise Choice because I wanted a release that cocked, and when you cocked it, it locked onto the D-loop, so you mm -hmm. could just leave it hanging on there when you're hunting. Yep. And then I wanted a two-finger version, but I also wanted one with a slightly different uh, spring configuration, which is essentially what the knock to it is. Nice. So. Yep. I love this thing, but Jocko has me convinced that I should probably move over to the silverback. Based on the way you're punching a trigger, yeah, yeah I mean, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's well, that's advanced too because <laughs> it is next level. Especially if you're switching back and forth, though, seems like it would be difficult. How's your breath hold, though? Is it you're still pretty solid? Legit. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so <laughs> Let me just get one thing straight. It's not as solid as Evans. <laughs> He's up to like, if he was a free diver, that sucker could freaking shoot shit in the ocean that only works off like neon lights. <laughs> I practice. You know, I'm in the truck. I'm like, I got, I'm going to the tack pretty soon. I got to practice my breath holds. Should we go through the, the Evan Hafer shot routine? <laughs> yeah, it's tack. slightly different than the knock on shot routine. Really? Step one, feet together. Feet together. Step two, <laughs> grip. Pack your, no. No, no, gorilla, gorilla grip. Gorilla grip. Fuck out of your head. 
Step three, pack the shoulder pack kettlebell it. style. Super tight. <laughs> Step three, make a fist, dig it behind your ear. Yes. Step four, front sight, where? <laughs> Step five, breath. Breath. Hold, 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 further, hold, further, hold. Going to blackout yes, mode. Exactly. Punch the trigger. <laughs> Bang. That works. It's solid for me. I missed everything today. <laughs> so, give that a it's shot. Super repeatable. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's called the shooter's checklist. I I've been working on it with Andy for quite a while. So. Did you guys get that patented or not? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's it's under knock on Andy's company. <laughs> Well, cheers to Andy. I'm sorry that he wasn't here, man. Yeah. Like, I really wanted yeah, to see bummer. him here because he's like a couple hours up the road. I think he's getting his purple belt. Is that what he's doing? No, I made that up. Oh, I was solid. trying to cover for our bro, but way to blow it. Oh, <laughs> well, you could have just said yes or that. <laughs> well, then I lied like at all of us and like four other people. Well, so here's an interesting thing because I, I get this question a lot. And most of the time, all I do is I just direct him over to John. <clears throat> But I'm relatively new to archery. We've talked about archery all the time. People are like, what the, what the fuck, man? Why are you guys are you guys into archery? What's going on with this? And I'm like, I kind of tried to redefine myself as a projectile enthusiast. Mm. You know, I like to shoot a lot of different things at targets. It's just, just generally it's fun. Um, but you guys are new to archery too. I mean, within the last two years for you, Jocko, right? Yeah. And I just seem like I am. Solid. The way I shoot. Okay. I've been into it for a long time, actually. Have you really? When I graduated from Buds, I mean, I grew up. Oh, shooting, nice. Like, my first bow was age nice. five. And when I graduated from Buds, my present to myself was going to so that's performance twice. archery. So he said, graduated just wait, twice. just wait. And getting just a bow, which I'm going to show you when you come to the house this week, my old bow that I got in 1997 when I graduated from Buds. Okay. That's my, <laughs> my first thing. I went right up to Bob from and said, hey, what's what? Set me up. And, well, uh, I think what you said was, hey, Bob, I just graduated from Buds. <laughs> yeah. Can you I'm set me up? I'm in. Well, I paid I'm for a Navy it. Seal. Oh, I paid for it. That's for sure. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna write a book. Graduated from <laughs> in 25 <laughs> years. Oh, ha ha! In 25 years, I'm gonna write a book. I'll put archery in there. That's the first time this joke has really made a lot of sense right now. Most of the time, it's Very like guys funny. that haven't. <laughs> I love how Jocko just waits for his moment. A true black belt. Bam! He's just sitting over here, staying quiet, like. Keep blowing all your air out, boys. I'm getting ready to freaking choke someone, break someone's freaking neck bone yeah. before this podcast is over. So how, so how did you get turned back into it? Was it through John? Is everybody's the common archery link? Is it is it John? Or? Was already into it. Yeah, we'll keep let it that later. But um, the uh, I, yeah, I was into it before. I just didn't know what I'm doing. Obviously, right. you know, I'm just you know me going out there and just shooting like I did growing up. I'd go to the top of our house. I had targets set up. I get on the roof angles, Seriously? that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. As I because I was training, I knew I was going to go into SEAL teams from such an early age. So by the time I hit like eighth grade, ninth grade for sure, right. I was like sprinting our hill. I was doing pull ups on the little little. Uh, play structure we had outside mm -hmm. and uh going to hike going to the top of the trees in our house and shooting down at a couple of hay bales that we had up against the shed and just they figured that was training 
Right. So I've always been been into it, but I didn't know. I haven't really known what I was doing until I met John Dudley, and he talked me through all the, the step, what the seven step process, and what all shirt these to wear, <laughs> how to dress, more yeah, specifically. Dress. <laughs> uh, but uh, but that's really where I started dialing it in. Because before I was just slinging arrows and getting lucky every now and again. Essentially, right. what I've been doing since five years old up until now, and then over the past couple of years, now I'm starting to dial it in a little bit. And maybe one day I'll show up prepared with actual field points that the right way. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> we'll see. But it's it's uh, it's certainly nice to have someone that really knows what they're doing, um, walking you through this, especially when you're training up to to get an elk. Well, how how did you guys link up? How do we initially link up? Andy through Andy. Andy. Yeah, he said, "Hey, I've got this friend. His name's Jacques Carré." Yeah. He goes, "Actually, that's not his name, but he's just growing right. a weird beard, and that's what he wants <laughs> to be called." And then he just said, <laughs> he's like, I think you should build a bow for him and talk to him. I think that's how we met. Well, I came out to the Tour Challenge. So I came out to the Tour Archer Challenge in Utah with my prime that was the first Sitka prime collaboration. But was did. that after we all were in San Diego? Nope, that was before. It was before? Mm -hmm. And it so was that was the next month or later that month? That was, or was it, was it after? Is that possible? I don't remember. I feel like I knew you when you came out to to SD, and yeah, that's when Jocko was there. So we must have done you. And you were there, too. Oh, yeah. Holy we crap. All, we were yeah, all we there. there. Performance archery. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We, we were, were all there. there. That was like your first, <laughs> that was like your first lesson. <laughs> yes. Damn. That was it, yeah. We were all there. With a crowd. That was the first time Jocko came in, because yeah. yeah. Evan was in. You were in. Trevor. So Trevor, Trevor was, was in. <laughs> yep. Well, that's where I met Trevor for the first time. We yep. literally have no idea about this time. This is, <laughs> this is a strange, strange conversation. I love it. But I think I got, I think I linked up uh, Barclow and Stump for some reason at some point earlier because I've. You linked up Barclow and so Stump long. before me and Stump's France trip. Because I. New Barclow for all those years from Team Five, and I Andy got from and Andy oh, and Hart gotcha. linked us up. Andy and Hart linked us up because you were. I grew up with Hart. You grew up with Hart. Yeah, from Sika. That's that how is, it all. That's yeah. such a weird. So I'm running off chairlift world. with uh, with uh, John Hart, who started Sika mm -hmm. a few years after we got out of college, and uh, he's like, "Hey, you know this guy, John Barclow?" And I was like, "Absolutely, hire that guy." right now yeah so yeah. dude you know he was responsible for sicka hiring barclow yeah that's insane uh, i didn't know that but that's interesting to he out. like barclow's name was in the hat and Hart was on a chairlift with freaking uh we're skiing together oh, okay. each other our whole life since we're 13 years old got it so. and he's like we got this application from this guy and we're like needing this big game guy that's extreme weather and clothing designer and he's like can you believe guy, right? that yeah and then yeah, then then Andy came into the picture somehow, and then yeah. it all kind of came together, and here we are now at Total Archery Challenge in Montana. No it sounds kidding, unfair, right? actually, like a good old boy network thing. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys are. I object. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys? How did you guys link in then, uh, Andy? Andy again? No, I ran into you in an airport. Oh, dude, Newark, that's Jersey. right. You came are up, you like, serious? Hey, bro. And I was like, hey, man. Yeah, because <laughs> you go, I'm friends with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Go, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the only time I have the three hours to listen to Joe Rogan's podcast is if I'm cutting my own grass. Right. So, I was cutting my grass, and the podcast for that week was Jocko. Okay. And I listened, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this... It really suited my personality and work ethic. So I, you know, 
kept mowing my grass for like way longer <laughs> than I hours. needed to. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I was in, uh, I was in, dude, I flew to New York. This will get even crazier. So I flew to New York to spend a day with Torsten. Oh, solid. Yeah. And Jim Miller. Which he'll, Jim will be in uh, Utah. Oh, yeah. So I flew there to spend two days with those guys and shoot with them in New York. And I'm, and the, like, the schedule for my flight out was out of Newark. Miller dropped me off in, like, his family's minivan in Newark. And I'm walking through, and I literally walk past Jocko, and I'm like, hey, bro, I'm Joe Rogan's buddy, you know, his archery coach. And he goes, cool. And and he kind of looked at me like, whatever. And I go, send this photo to Joe. So you text, I go, I, you know, I had him do it. So he like texted to Joe and he's just, I don't know what he said, but he's just like, like, he's like, damn, what? Yeah. Yeah. And so then Jocko like immediately thought like, okay, this guy, you know, just telling me some BS freaking (laughs) lie. Some gorilla stuff. Yeah. And I said, Hey, if you ever want to shoot archery, let me know. And then, um, I think Trevor who's sitting here and Andy, we're going to do my sky skydiving cert. Yeah, in well, SD. That's right. And I said, well, let's freaking get Jocko hooked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I told you that and we're going to, we're right. going to do that. We're going to go to Rogan's show. for the first time there. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And, and then, then you broke Jocko's, or then Jocko broke your neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right. Whatever. Who's going to come on? Add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> so we got it all pieced together. I think that we got it. It's like 15 minutes. We lost every listener, but fuck so, it. So I'm the actual new guy in this situation, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yep. Doesn't look like well, it, though, from how you shot. You're rocking it. Dude. That was awesome. Slaying. So rewarding coming out here, because I can tell all of you, within the first five years of me shooting archery, if I would have came up on this mountain... I would have been walking down that mountain by that 100-yard billy goat. I would have just been like, either I'm going to start digging arrows out of trees or I'm walking off this mountain. And you guys freaking just laid waste. Every, I mean, everything. Like, even from Logan in the room with those cut-off freaking Def Leppard shorts. <laughs> They're pour some sugar on me. Yeah, <laughs> all the way to uh, I mean, dude, he freaking smoked the moose at 118. Well, 25 I, targets in and never shooting. Like literally I the biggest procrastinator in the world, telling me put your thing at 100, use your yeah. second thing, put it all, like exactly what to do, which was helpful. I should <laughs> more than helpful. But it was awesome. That was really cool. I got to the point where I didn't even really want to shoot because it was so fun watching Jocko, Sharon, Josh, Tori. Do you go by Jack on podcasts? Yeah, I do. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> we just delete that. Okay. Jack. Bam. We'll just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, good voice over that. That'll yeah. Jocko, Josh, Sharon. Jerk. <laughs> That'll be awesome. It'll actually make it better. Yeah, it will. It. Yeah, it will. It'll be Make good. sure whoever does this MP4 file I, I was does thinking, that. I think it, with the first day we went shooting, I was like, oh, because last year I, I had I had a lot less experience. And so, you know, there was more, you know, arrow, ca- arrow casualties. And, <laughs> and I was thinking, 
when you have someone in your group that kind of sucks, it's way more fun <laughs> yeah. to be out there. Yeah. It's way, let's face it, everyone that hits a tree is way more fun than, yeah. than when you hear it hit foam. You know, you hit foam, you're like, oh, cool, no one cares. You hear someone, <laughs> everyone goes, oh, way more fun. <sighs> I'm glad I could Dude, that today. that's uh, why you keep bringing people into the oh, fold. Oh, yeah. Once, it's 100% you get, you're selfish. You're actually looking for people that are slow learners. <laughs> yeah. It makes me look that. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's so... So Jack uh, rolls up to that uh, red stag at 100 yards, and he freaking launches. And, I mean, it's like <laughs> – It's still going. Yeah, still we're like, going. hey, bro, no idea. Way high left. <laughs> and so he's just like, I'll try another one. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you haven't paid for shit yet from me. So oh. whatever, send another one. <laughs> he freaking sends another one. That one's just like in the, ab- the abyss. We're laughing. We're just like, man, this send guy. Send another. Yeah, we're yeah. like, this guy. Try you it know, again. This guy freaking sucks, whatever. Jocko and I are walking down like, let's go try to find jack shit. Dude, he's got a freaking two-inch group <laughs> in a Two-inch group at a hundred, however far he blew over the top of that thing, he had a two-inch group at 120 yards. Yeah, and I go, look at that group! Like it was in a tree, but it was legit. Honestly, consistency is like way more impressive than like pure missing. I was just like, whatever he did wrong, he did it exactly wrong twice. Wrong twice. Very very tight group. Nice. Then we had some good ones. The gopher was a great one. The between yeah. the two oh, trees shot. Oh, that was. Awesome. Oh, why was that great? Because I didn't. I we all missed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, it today, oh, right. like the wind me. blowing up that freaking draw for that gopher on the log, it was just like, and I I pulled up and I'm just like fighting the wind, fighting the wind, fighting the wind, and I'm holding on the gopher. And right as my shot breaks, the wind just stopped, and I just see my pin just going way off the gopher's shoulder, like into that tree. And I just hear, like, ding. And I look at Jocko, and he's just looking at me with this pissed off look, like, what does that mean for the rest of us? Dudley, he messed one the other day. He's like, oh, you know, it's, it's cool. I miss. It's no big deal. And I go, it's a big deal to everyone else, bro. Because <laughs> what the hell are we all thinking? Like, if you can't hit this thing, freak. It's so true, though. So then everybody misses, and then freaking Jack stands up there. Whack. Oh, we're like, damn. And then Sharon steps up. Did Oh, no. She, Josh. Josh hit it. Josh hit it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Get the rebar in the middle because it's so small. Yeah. yeah. I thought he hit a tree. It sounded so freaking gnarly. <laughs> yeah. but that was awesome. And then one of the next ones was the was the one through the trees. You got to thread that needle. Dude, that yeah. was awesome. To what all is that, 12 inches, that, you think? I don't have my phone. Maybe Do you have your phone? Everybody you have your phone on you? Cool. Yeah. Show Evan that freaking group. Have you seen that tree? He, he saw the you picture know? that you posted. That was cool. Oh, you yeah, did? Yeah. He saw the picture yeah. of me smiling. Dude. Yeah. You know, I took a closer look at that. And I'm going to say, man, okay, so you three were real tight. And then there was one, mine was a higher and to the left. I mean, obviously made it through, but when I looked at it ballistically, <laughs> it was sort of like a miracle scenario, like uh, like Pulp Fiction, right? I was, looking, I was thinking, dude, this thing was right where this tree should be. I just willed it through that tree because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I was the fourth person to go, and these all, you know, he, you, did you go 
No, Josh went first, nailed it. Nailed it. You like, went, nailed his... it. I'm waiting for you to cut that log down. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cool, I got no big deal. Oh, no pressure after Jack throws this thing into his tree. <laughs> and then he nails it. And they're all in a, about a 50-cent piece. And then I step up, and it's just pure pressure. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. These guys are losers. I don't want to hang out with these guys. <laughs> but then Slater. I shot it right at the tree, but it just miracled through there. <laughs> just money well, shot. Well, what was crazy is... That was that bent arrow, like... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I shot that arrow. bent arrow the rest that's of the day. That's how it did no, it. No, I shot that bent arrow the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, because after I missed the hedgehog or whatever that stupid thing was, <laughs> freaking idiot set up this course, put a damn woodchuck in 90 meters or whatever. <laughs> yeah, meters, that sounds like a sure. good deal. Yeah, on a log. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. No. Yeah. You got to put some tape on it to even find the fucking yeah, thing. that was a good call. Yeah. Sharon was like, where is it? Because she's... She needs contacts, but she she doesn't like wearing them. She goes, where is it? And I go, I can see her looking, not even within 10 yards of it. And I, I like, just kind of, like, straightened my arm out and, like, ran it past the side of her face. And I'm, like, right there. And when she looked at it, she's like, oh, I got it. And then when she drew back, I go, it has the red ribbon on it. Because I swear, she ain't, like, because you know that tree next to it looked like a hedgehog? I think she was aiming dead at that tree, and she shot and just nailed it. Just like, bong. And the arrow survived, I think. Didn't the arrow survive? Yeah. Yeah. That's a sweet thing. I'm going to, next year when I come here, I'm going to shoot 38 pounds. (laughs) So I can just just pull my arrow out of every freaking tree out here. Just pop them out. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. Those on people recognized, of course, Jocko on the course and came over and said hello. That's pretty yeah. cool. Marine awesome. came over. It's a, it's you had a Marine just young, young say exactly. Folks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's He says, hey, Jocko. He's like, it's so good to see you, man. Semper Fi. Kill. And I'm like, God, I love the Marine Corps so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Marine Corps so much. I mean, and, you know, I was, I was thinking about that as I was walking down the hill, you know, you got to remember that even when things seem good in the world and, and there's, you know, we can say, Hey, we want the military to reflect society and all this stuff. You gotta, you gotta never forget that we're going to need kids, young men that are going to go out there and just murder bad guys. And that's the truth. And there's nothing nice about it. And people are going to have to do that. You know? Yeah. Like when I meet a kid like that, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the Marine Corps. They'll, They'll never give that up. Yeah, he was in. He's active. Oh, he's still in. No, he was out. He was out. You know. Got it. But it was obvious, like, the impact. Yeah. Of, like, Jocko and just the message. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, honestly, I think everything, like, what Evan and Logan and Matt, like, JT. Honestly, I think just the whole message of Black Rifle from the people that, it seems like it saved a lot of young guys that went in there and maybe didn't, they didn't a hundred percent know what they were signing up for, but they, they did their job and they almost don't totally know how to feel about it. I think when they come out and they're like trying to acclimate to everything and then they see guys, honestly, like all of you and like I said, you know, Matt and JT and I just think it, really helps them deal with everything of, you know, of some of that, because the reality is, and I only know this from the hunting side, I've taken military people that 
I guess, I don't know if it's 100% fair to say, but I've taken guys that definitely talk a talk like they seen some stuff. But once they go on a hunt where things get sketchy and it's like part of hunting where, th- you know, just things get real and pressure, pressure situations get high, stuff happens, and then something dies, you realize like, mm, okay, he doesn't really know how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think there's people out there that through everything you guys do just – really help people that maybe took the plunge didn't a hundred percent know what they were signed up for but the reality is they got to deal with it now because they jumped off i think it's awesome because it it helps them have something to where they can just you know listen to free range american podcast today and be like hey i'm gonna get through it yeah that's cool you know it's it's pretty neat it's pretty neat. Let's well, man, you guys get it. You get a lot more than I do. You get a lot more than I do. When someone reaches out because you're so accessible these days with all these social, if you use your real name, people might reach out. But that's cool. <laughs> but people reach out and they say that, hey, I read this or I heard you say this, and it helped me through this thing I was dealing with, and it changed my life. And you're like, I mean, you have no idea who this person is. Obviously, it's a faceless person, but now they've connected. They've connected with you, obviously. And I mean, you get this all the time, but it's really, it's, it's incredible when people reach out and they say something like that, that you've had such an impact. And for me, it's through fiction, but they read a passage that resonates because it's drawn from something, some experience that I really had. And they said, oh man, that's the first time I've ever read something that let me feel okay about what I did downrange. And it's amazing. So it is really cool. And I mean, you guys have a ton of more reach than I do, but it's uh, it's an incredible thing. Most people, what they tell, what they say to me is like, I saw you do it, and I realized, well, fuck, if you can do it, I, I sure as shit can do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. That's what helped me. That's like, I'm like, these that's, guys that's most of the time out. what I get is like, man, if you can do it, geez, like, man, I can probably start a business. And yeah, most of the time they're they're fairly correct. Oh, that helps so I, many people. Well, I think I, I think for us, like, you know, we talk about this a lot, and you know, Logan, Matt, myself, you know, we, we don't do a lot of serious content. We just, it's just not in our wheelhouse because we, you leave that, you leave that to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I leave There's like, people that are good at it. You know, I leave like, shooting, you know, machine guns and speedos to you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys got that shit unlocked. Yeah, exactly. I, I stay in my wheelhouse yeah. over here. It's, 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 it's deal, more man. difficult. It's, deal, it's more it's difficult to do like the, I, I think so for, for Jocko. Drum titties like, I listen to your podcast. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a consumer of your media, right? I, I, I like, listening to what you put out and that's not me you know like trying to pat you on the back from across the table like i really like listening to what you put out one because I, I i do have a connection to you and two the information you're putting out is really fucking good and i think three there's a, a, a military established military lineage of knowledge that needs to be propagated through not only our community but through the entire communities of business and our American society, international society, right? And you yeah. remind people, I was telling, I was telling somebody this the other day, I was like, man, it, it's, it's interesting because the information you put out, a lot of this stuff you can roll back in your history and say, that was put out. That's right. I remember going through some courses back in the day and looking at kind of the principles of leadership and then taking a look at a specific battle and then orienting the information from this battle to a leadership principle 
And then being able to identify that and being able to make that connection in your own life and say, this happened. Now this is happening in my life. I'm not the best at doing that. You're a thousand times better. Uh, but I, I mean, I consume your information, right? I think that for us and for Logan and myself and Matt and whomever else, like we, we try to entertain people. We try to create just a little bit of value when it comes to don't take shit too serious. Kind of be, it's okay if you want to laugh and joke around about it because it's, it's really, you don't have to be a thousand percent on thousand percent of the time. So if we're going to go shoot machine guns and fucking play a guitar and blow some shit up, <laughs> hey man, sometimes it's just like unadulterated fun. Just have some fun. Cut loose. It's okay to be kind of a fucking idiot. It's all right. <laughs> like, look at us. We've done all right with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've, I've, I always feel lucky, you know, having the guys that I have on there, you know, and, and I know you guys linked up with like John Stryker Meyer. Oh, I love that and, guy. Oh, yeah. He's like just, just, just such an unbelievable person and his life and, yeah. and what he did in Vietnam and then all his brothers from SOG and what they all did and just being able to share that story with the guy and, and then have other people listen to it is just phenomenal. And then to take all the listens that I learned, like I remember I was talking to him and he was, they got inserted somewhere and he goes, yeah, you know, so we, we split up and we put, I put one group up on the Ridge and we stayed in the Valley a little bit. And I was like, hold on a second. I go, you split forces. Like I always tried to not split forces why did you go do that? And he goes, it's the only time I did it. He goes, and as you hear this story, I never did it again. And I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, cause you just, just one of those lessons you learn, you know, when you split up, you got a lot of problems you might have to solve, but yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's a real honor to be able to talk to these guys and be able to share their stories. And you know, I, I it's humbling to be able to sit there with these guys for sure. I have my daughter listen to them. So all the Jocko's podcasts that uh, specifically the Medal of Honor recipient ones, because right. those are the ones that I'm juggling yeah. my day and ones that I, that I know I want my kids to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, so I have her listen to those. And it's just because uh, today it's so hard for at least my kids to read. Like I was always reading growing up. Right. Uh, but today it's a different media. So it's audiobooks and it's podcasts. <laughs> and for her to get that information, like I would get that from a book in sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Well, today they're getting it from an ebook or from an audiobook or from a podcast. And so I have my daughter listen to this. So I think it's invaluable for that group of people from like sixth, seventh, eighth, that's when they're so impressionable yeah. to listen to Jocko's podcast in particular uh, because of those uh, those Medal of Honor recipients and those people like John Stryker Meyer that uh, that went down range and did the job and it's uh, they're they're humbling to listen to. Absolutely. Yeah, and like I had uh, I had another one of John Stryker Meyer's friends on there, Doug Doug Letourneau, the Frenchman. Oh yeah, and he was on and he died two weeks later. Ah, and then I had, you know, Ron Scherer on yeah. and, and, you know, he died, I don't know, yeah. maybe, maybe nine months later or something right. like that. But like, that's what his kids are going to know about mm -hmm. his combat experience and his life. And, you know, such an honor to be able to have him on there and, and, you know, so, so sad that he passed away from, from his battle with cancer. But man, it was just awesome to sit down there. And, and that's an interesting one too, because before he came on, before Ron Scherer came on, I'd gone and they have footage of where they assaulted up this freaking cliff. It's, it's on video. Like, you can go on YouTube and watch it. Really? And and so he goes, yeah, you know, it's a pretty steep incline. And I was <laughs> like, bro, I've seen this, man. It's a cliff. And at the top, he's like, and there was a pretty, you know, heavy, concentrated enemy force. And it's a castle. It looks like a castle. <laughs> right. They're assaulting a castle. I was like, that was the most insane operation. You know, if I would have landed there and looked up and seen that castle, I said this to Ron. I was, I've been like, cool, we're extracting now. We're not doing this. No-go. No-go scenario. Elevated position, bunkered with enemy fighters. Yeah, we're out. 
<laughs> we're we're all good. Yeah. Save this one for a J-Dam. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's interesting because I think it, from the guys that I talked to and, you know, we're our next hack event in, uh, in Utah, we're, yep. getting, we're bringing out a bunch of adaptive athletes. We're raising a bunch of money this year for, um, we're doing a good specifically, job. Specifically special forces foundation. And we're doing SOC F special forces foundation bowl. So SOC F has been a, a great partner of ours, but you know, for me, I'm trying to create this, this, this transitional period for guys so they can take media and look at the different points of information. They can, you know, get one of your books, you know, they can read fiction. They can immerse into something that's, that's super cool. And if you haven't picked up one of your books, you got to, because they're fucking incredible. Thank you. Uh, you know, if you can, Jocko's got Sold such out. an inspiration and information that he's putting out in so many different forms of media. And then for us, like, you know, our, our ability to just kind of put, entertaining pieces of information out but having these these relationships with people and then building a community and archery i think is so cool for this because it's an active form of meditation we talked about it last year you know guys getting out of the military they have a really tough time transitioning kind of finding a new tribe and getting immersed into some of these little intricacies that might be able to take your mind away from whether it's just loneliness, you know, because a lot of guys, yeah. they deal with just leaving the mill. Uh, you know, by the time you ETS, go through, what do they call it, ACAP or whatever in the Navy? I, I don't know what they call their your transition, transition program, whatever, transition sure. program. And then they're back out. Well, shit, now you're building a new network of friends. You know, you're keeping in touch maybe via social media with your guys that you used to know in the mill. Um and you've got to kind of rebuild your infrastructure and then what you're doing. The archery community is really small. That's one of the things I really like about it. Uh, and it's something you can do. Like I've got an Does that range. relate back to like what you guys are used to? Just the fact that it's pretty tight? I, I think so. I mean, for me, I, I, I'm only, I can only speak for myself. And it's one of the things I really liked about it when – you and I first started talking and, and everybody else was, you cruise around here and you talk to people at one of these events. Everybody's really freaking nice. You know, they're, they're very, very humble. They're nice. They, they, they typically like to spend time in the wilderness, right? Cause it's archery. Yeah. Uh, everybody's really helpful. You know, the, the shooting community is very similar, right? Especially we just got back from a precision uh, rifle match up in Utah. It's super similar in those regards. But I like the archery piece because you can do it just about everywhere, and it's quiet, right? So Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's quiet. You said that yeah. the yeah. first no, – The very first The very first, yeah. the very shot, first like, arrow, yeah. he just looked – he, like, made this face, and he just looked at me, he's like, that is so quiet. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Yeah, not to get shocked every time. The, good, the <laughs> thing I would say, like, for guys in the military is, you know, when you get out of the military, you need a new mission. Right. If you don't have a new mission, because your mission's gone, man. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. And you've been there for eight years, 10 years, 20 years, 24 years. And all of a sudden, that mission, your whole reason for existence, it, in many cases, I know for me, 100%, it was just being in the teams and right. being in, in the teams and going on deployment and being ready and having my gear ready. Like, you just have something to do every day. And you know you're not quite there, and so you always want to do better. And then one day you turn in your freaking badge and you walk out the door and it's gone. And if you don't figure out what you're going to do next, you're going to have a problem. And it, 
I'll be honest with you. I don't think it really even matters what you, I don't yeah. think it matters if you say, Hey, I'm going to get into archery or you're going to get into uh, jitsu or you're yes. going to get into paint, paint, right. whatever you get into, you say, Hey, now, now you got something to wake up. And, mm-hmm. and what's good about archery is it's very hard to perfect. I mean, I would say pretty much anyone would say, yeah. you know, uh, you, you're going to have a real hard time feeling a hundred percent confident. You know, you're always going to think I could do this better. I could do that better. So it's a good it's a good aspect to it. It is meditative in that you got to just, if you're thinking about everything and your mind's all clustered, you're not going to shoot well. And actually, you know, John's always given, given tips when you're shooting. And one of the ones that he saw me, I, I don't even know. I mean, I don't think I totally blew one of the shots, but I got, I probably got like a lucky, a lucky shot that I made it. But I'm micro analyzing. Yeah. But, but the, but point I could was, see tension. Like, honestly, all I could see was I could just see instead of this, like I saw that. Mm. And so for me, any tension at a close distance is just tension, but a tension at a extent at a triple digit distance. Like 86 yards yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And then that, so then it's magnified. So, you know, I'm just like micro analyzing, but there was a magnifying glass on it because of the situation and the, you know, it was a pretty technical target. Yeah. So yeah, so he just said, "Hey, the 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 further the shot is, or the harder the shot is, obviously, you can ramp up mentally and be like, all right, I got to hold this tight. You know, you you can get you can get that tension going. Where what you need to do is the further and the harder the shot, you need to actually focus on just be like, okay, just you know, relax, you know, and let that thing go when it goes. So that's you told me at that one. You're like, hey, yeah. let's take a breath. Well, like, yeah. ah, that yeah, was a hundred percent like pulling from like an experience card of the day before it wasn't, I don't think it was that target, but it was something similar to that to where when he made the shot and then I said, Hey, the, the more technical the shot or the harder it is, the more you have to focus on being relaxed in the shot because tension is only going to magnify a miss. Hmm. And then, you know, he was just like, okay, yeah, you're right. And so as soon as he seen it with you, he was like trying to relay that message of this helped me yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. this helped me the last time we shot. This helped me. So he was trying to like, you know, just relay that me- that same message. Good message. I think it was after that that I started hitting. 100%. Honestly, it was. Yeah. It, yeah. You know what it was? Sure. You said, um, <laughs> you said, uh, yeah, Jocko definitely helped you. Privates. Definitely. Good privates. Go to JockoArchery.com. <laughs> No, what'd you say? You said uh, MP5. Oh, that's yeah. because the sight on an MP5 is a circle. Yeah. It's two circles. Yeah, yeah. we t- we yeah. talked front sight, rear sight because you were consecutively hitting low. Yeah, I didn't have it on my. And head. I was I was worried about it, and so I was trying to explain it. I only knew like um, let's see, I knew a little bit too. I knew like an M1 because I had shot an M1 with uh, actual Sturgill Simpson had an M1 oh, that nice. he had bought. And we were shooting it, and he was shooting it awesome, but I remembered it had a circular rear sight, but it had a solid front post. But then when you guys were out there, I was trying to explain it to you, and I said, like, M1, and then you said, no, MP5. And then you were like, oh, okay. Yep, it's actually the exact same sight system. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, okay. a, it's a circle in the back. It's a circle in the front with a post. Yeah. And Dude. that's always been my favorite, you know, sight <laughs> Dial system. me in that's on fun. that one. Yeah, it's good. So, we're, so 
how are you referencing that in the MP5 speak where he's just saying like line? Were you well, talking to him? Dudley's trying to explain like, hey, you got to line up the circles and blah, and like he's trying to tell gotcha. him. And he says like an M1, and then I, and then he, he got done. It's dude, it's very, it's very, uh, it feels very weird to like try and add two cents on Dudley's coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? You feel like a total idiot. <laughs> but I awesome. knew this was different because all I was doing was translating it into something right. that, gotcha. you know, I knew I knew Jack, as soon as he, I said MP5 site, he'd go, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Gotcha. As soon as he said, yeah. it's like an MP5, like, he just immediately goes, oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, we were still shooting those when I when I came in, and then even after September 11th, I, I still have, use it that first deployment. Yeah, I have a whole Seriously? video series for on that site yeah. picture. Oh yeah, for, for shipboarding. Um, JockoArchery.com. I have. A, <laughs> <laughs> I talk all about the tips all the tips right there. Just tips yeah. and awesome. tricks. Check it out. You know, right. School of Jocko yeah. Archery. Yeah. School, school really, of Jock. School, school of Jock. Get a t-shirt and a hat while you're there. Yeah. Pick one up on your way out. You better freaking lock that in before this podcast launches because that thing's gonna be worth about a hundred. Doing it right now. Yeah. It's one. <laughs> that's one of the things like I, I truly that the new the the little details of archery that I can just you can immerse yourself in this, right? It, you know, I've got bow vices and all kinds of freaking gear now. And then, you know, with us we we bought how many bows? Twenty bows this year for guys in the company. So we bought twenty yeah. twenty bows for guys in the company. Uh in the what, what we're trying to do with this whole thing is provide people the ability, especially, you know, veterans that are transitioning or have already transitioned away, is to provide them the ability to, to connect in with an activity, with a tribal-based activity, right? yeah. that they can dive as deep as they want to. And guess what? If they don't like archery, it's not a big deal. If you're crawl, crawl walk, run out yeah. and you're like, hey, you might be... You might find something else, man. Maybe it's bowling. Fuck, I don't know. Yep. I keep telling guys, I'm like, if you're going to make your, your transition out, find your new mission, whatever that is, but you also have to find an activity that you can really drive deep into. So it's outside of your profession. Because the other piece is you might not have you know, a, a full mission fulfillment profession anymore. Yeah. You might have a job where you're working your way through life and saying, Hey man, I might have to have a nine to five job for a while to pay the bills. And I might not just wake up every day fully fucking inspired to just, you know, kick this fucking thing in the teeth. Yeah. So I might have to have a job for a certain amount of time. So you might have to find something you're a little bit more passionate about. And I know tons of guys, man, they like, Oh dude, I, I found reloading. I fucking love it. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm really into the details and the measurement. I'm geeking out on this stuff. Uh, but I, I, you know, I'm not really into archery. I'm like, dude, I, I'm just trying to give you an example of something yeah. that you can do. I didn't know shit about it. I suck. Like as far as like the, the entire spectrum of shooters, I'm not that good, but I love it. I love diving deep on it come out here and show my ass and throw arrows, you know, blow them up in fucking trees. And, <laughs> but the big thing is, is who cares, man? Like, get out there, get active, get out and into something, dive deep into it. And guess what? You might find a community of people that are truly inspiring and they've got humility and they're encouraging you to go out to the outdoors. And the other cool thing about it, man, that first deer that I shot with, with my bow when yeah. we went to Texas mm -hmm. and being able to complete that entire cycle of being able to take something that you learn that's very difficult you like pursued me animal. to train. Yeah. Then you came here, applied yeah. it, 
weren't good at it. Nope. I mean, you were above average, but you also knew you had work to do. And then, like, fast forward nine months, and then it happens on a real animal. The reality is most people, I feel like people that are in our network of listeners, they like difficulty. And honestly, the reason I pursued archery is because I wasn't good at it and I really wanted to get better at it. And then once I was better at it, I actually really loved showing other people how to get better at it so it was just this continuum and i don't know it's a it's a very cool sport just for the fact of you can't i don't think maybe it's not fair to say but i don't think you can instantly be so good that you're not going to have to try like really have to work towards it and that's what people that have any type of freaking gut to them, they don't like being bad at something. And if you do like being bad at something, man, well, I I was just terrible. I was just God having this. Dang. Just, Stop listening. Yeah, yeah. Stop listening. Change the channel. But I, I was just having this conversation with um, a friend of mine that later out of the mill, former SF guy, got blown up south of uh, Mosul. He's had fucking excruciating back problems since then, and he was telling me. Man, I, I saw you guys out there throwing arrows, you know, a couple of years ago. He's like, you know what? I've always wanted to do that. Started doing it. And then he's like, got a block in his basement. Starts fucking shooting. Goes to school at knock. You know, starts going through the steps. Now he, he, he got his elk tags last year. Didn't get any elk. But then he's like getting fit, getting out into the mountains. The whole thing he went from, yeah, got a new mission. A mission. New mission man. Got a new mission. He's like. Bro, my back feels better than it ever has. I'm throwing fucking hundred arrows a day. Like I'm addicted to you know school and knock. I'm I'm geeking out on like you know fletching pitch and all these fucking crazy things. And he's like, mm-hmm. it's so nice. And I'll tell you what, one guy, right? Like, hey man, it makes it all worth it for me for for all this stuff that hey we put that out. dude like makes it one guy, all worth it for me too for sure. Right? I mean, it's like one guy, hundred percent and. You don't have to be a former SEAL or or SF guy. I get that one a lot, too, where it's like, oh, you know, you guys are SEALs or, you know, Green Berets. When did you go to Buds? When did you go to Buds? Right right before Andy. Oh, yeah. Last hard class. I know so many guys from, like, the conventional mill side of things, too, that, man, this is so accessible. And some of my buddies that I grew up with, dude, they are some of the, the best, most proficient hunters on the planet. And they are some of the most helpful, humble guys on the planet as well. It's such a cool, humble group of guys that are so willing to help. And it's so cool to come out to these things and see everybody shoot. I think it's inspiring, right? So when I see Jocko out there, you out there, everybody's out there. And it's so fun to go from like target to target, especially with a group, and just talk shit all day long. All day. I would do this a thousand times over before I fucking put some golf clubs in the back of the... You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Walk to 18 holes, like walking around in the mountains with your buddies, like Barco and I yesterday. 
if people were to record that conversation, <laughs> they <laughs> might call the police because of the things that we were saying to each other. They'd be like, dude, you guys are not right at, at all. It wasn't positive reinforcement. It was so, so negative and so positive at the same time. It. It's like yeah. an old comfortable shoe. It's like, you know, when, you, when you're out there and you're just fucking sticking it to your buddy. Oh, yeah. This is so the thing fun. that I think a lot of people are missing, though. You know, I was on my way to uh, Colorado for the first tack, which was a week ago. This is like, this was a sad confession I made to Jocko about five days ago. I was like, okay, I got 10 hours to drive. I'm going to be bored to death. What do I do? So I downloaded uh, Jocko's first book. And which, one's, which one's the first one? Uh, the first one is called Extreme Ownership. Yep. I downloaded that and it was like just under 10 hours, I think, the whole thing. So I'm like, damn, okay. I can listen to this whole thing front to back. The only thing I paused it for was like taking a piss and filling up with diesel. And I told him, I said, I listened to your first book. And he, and he kind of looked at me and I go, I actually, I had known about your first book, but I said, <laughs> not an early adopter. No, but listen to this. So his first book, I kind of read, and I told him, I said, I don't... Inside flap, probably. Yeah. <laughs> got past that, and he was like, all right, this sounds no, whack. I get the idea. So I have extreme ownership, cliff notes. Solid. Oh, yeah. I, he, pay, he bought the cliff notes, bro. <laughs> there are cliff notes? Oh, yeah. Seriously? No way. Dude, I yeah. bought the cliff There's notes. There's several versions. And I dude. read no, that. No I told way. him, I said, I only have, like, I, I only know. make time, I should say, to read if I'm like taking a dump, so like yeah. you get like that's cool. 15 minutes. It's probably a when your day. brain is most effectively functioning. <laughs> that's pretty. <laughs> wow. But by the way, you gave some scumbag that's like making fake books or whatever. <laughs> you gave him like four dollars, so that's <laughs> awesome too. Oh, you don't you don't put those out. It's no, somebody else. No, some <laughs> random dude and wherever and he just like yeah. puts out like yeah. the whatever whatever book comes out. He does a quick summary of it. And sends it to Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> no i listened to it and uh i don't know i just think for for some people i i feel like i feel like people that really find purpose in life they have to find somewhat of a struggle but they also have to find different things that are a purpose but also a, a purpose that has struggle mm -hmm. like for me archery was a purpose but it had struggle and that's why the reason why I stuck with it is because I couldn't be awesome at it. And I think when you're, I think when you're an employee, you know, I, I struggled to work up through rank. Cause when I was hired at a bow company, I wasn't a sales rep. I was a sales assistant and they made it very clear. You're a sales assistant until you prove that you're capable of being a sales rep. So the fact that I had to struggle through being a sales assistant to then be a sales rep, to then be a sales manager, to then be, you know, in charge of international sales to then move on. Like, I feel like people who aren't at that position that's above them, you have to get to the point in life where the fact that you're not that, you have to have some hunger to be there. And honestly, even on these courses, 
I set these courses hard because I want to show up here and I almost want to, like, I want to set a target so hard to where I miss it. And I'm like, okay, you taught yourself something here. Because if you're not doing that, you're just stagnant and you're stale. And the fact is, <laughs> the water on that mountain that's stale, my dog got the shits from it and freaking shit green stuff all around this camper. <laughs> But the water that's running and continually moving and changing, it's all good, right? I mean, it's the same message. It's just it's the same exact thing. Like you have to find something that's a struggle and you have to get into it. And for me, I don't know, as much as I love the archery community, I just know that like you guys, for me, it gives a whole new purpose just everybody that's in your boots or have worn your boots and find a new purpose through archery. It's like, that's for me, that's as much as I love everyone that has been into archery forever. And that's what they love to do. You've got people that can point you in the right direction and you're good. Like I'm all about the guys that need a new direction and just need something that they can struggle with, but find a mission with. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it changes lives if you look at it from that perspective. I'll tell you what, there's nobody else that's really done, has done that. Uh, I mean, in the age of social media, yeah, you can have a huge reach. But yeah, I was into it at an early age. But the amount of people, particularly military people, who you have brought in yeah. to this, it, I mean, it's astounding. Like, you have changed lives. And it's mm -hmm. and it's not just you bringing them in. Then it's that it's that telephone. It's that word-of-mouth marketing, the modern word-of-mouth marketing, essentially, which is me telling my buddy, him telling his buddy, hey, try this thing. And it just grows and grows and grows. And I have this foundation of all these military guys who have made the transition and they found purpose by being able to take a breath, kind of forget some of the things that maybe that are that are uh, weighing on them, get out there, focus, do all this with a group of people that's kind of similar to being in the teams because you feel the sense of community. Mm -hmm. Even if we're not together, you're following you and you're seeing you mm -hmm. make something on the Traeger and you're seeing you shoot out there and, you're, and it's fun to watch and it's positive and all these things. So it's yeah. all good for people that are making transitions out of the military. And it's, a, it's, it's incredible. Without you doing that, like, yeah, I'd, be sh I'd still be shooting arrows all over the place and I'd still be doing it. I yeah. wouldn't be, you know, at this and and we wouldn't have this community, this close knit, almost like a special operations type community built around archery. So I think yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of really good at the table, right? So even just in the in the hour that we have on the podcast, like it's really you can't even measure what's happening in the information that's being put out, right? So if you pick up a book from Jack or a book from Jocko or listen to his podcast or go over to John and watch School and Knock and look at his social and how he's cooking and preparing meals. Man, there's so much information there that's so useful and inspiring for people. You know, I think about it every day, if, if, if not, you know, several times a day as to, you know, how important it is, especially when you're coming out here into the mountains and how refreshing oh, and how man. positive, how psychologically beneficial this stuff is. That's really kind of what got me hooked in with the uh, the adaptive athletes piece of this because you know I saw my buddy Clint he's you know he's struggling with you know his new injury that was last year last January just struggling to get out especially now with COVID just get the fuck out right yeah. get out get fresh air get some sunlight get positive 
and not fucking worry about the results so much, but worry about what you're doing. You know, walking around in the mountains for three or four hours, you know, and how much of a gift that is. Specifically, I know how big of a gift that is for me to know that I got my my fingers and my toes and then being able to take that and then share that with the guys that have lost a, you know, a limb or two. Uh, and if those guys can do it, man, you Dude. don't have any fucking excuses. Yeah. Like you're out of it. You're out of excuses. Dude, These guys, guys like Crispy to me. It, yeah. I mean, to incredible. me, there's no way I'm going to complain about anything I'm doing in life when Crispy's like going to show up at attack, shoot it, not drop a single complaint nope. and be freaking super pumped every second of the freaking day. You think you think I'm going to bitch about the fact that, you know, I'm at 10,000 feet and right. gasping for air. It's like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Puts what? everything into perspective. You ain't freaking got a <laughs> yeah. leg that's functioning off a suction cup. I mean, get right. with it. Freaking yeah, start humping every single day. Think about those guys. every day. Yeah, every time, yeah, yeah. Guys that didn't didn't come home, and then the guys that came home missing arms and legs and TBI and post traumatic stress and all the rest of it. Combinations 100%. of all those things. And then I also take it a step further, just because I'm such a student of history, and think about all those people from the inception of this country mm-hmm. up until today that gave us the freedom to be here together, right. walking this course and shooting the way we are. Free it's, range uh, Americans, man. That's it. Freaking but, people. Paying the dues. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was listening to a book uh, last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was. I was on the, the Cliff Notes history no, full, <laughs> full book. Actually, li- I actually listen to audio books in the evenings to go to to go to sleep because I got to shift my mind from the thoughts of work into looking and going inside and thinking about something else. So audio books really helped me go to sleep. Because and I have to have visual imagery because it puts it helps me put into a, a dream state or if not then I have like not in not a lot of insomnia <laughs> in the last few years not because I have nightmares it's just I have a hard time getting to sleep it just helps me you know activate uh, my imagination as you're using but John Wesley Powell is is listening to this book on on this guy the Civil War veteran that lost his his right arm it's like five six one hundred thirty five pounds lost his right arm. Uh, after the Civil War, he became a professor of geology or uh, whatever it was. And then he led the expedition with a bunch of other Civil War vets down the Grand Canyon. He was the first Westerner to, to push down the Grand Canyon with these other Civil War vets. These guys didn't know fuck all about rivers. They were, had the wrong boats. They had the wrong <laughs> equipment. <laughs> They were just no like, donkeys. send it, full send, <laughs> no full send. They were, they they drank the bar out of whiskey the night before they got into this river. Sounds like you obviously, guys. Yeah. obviously. <laughs> I mean, pushed off these shitty wooden overloaded boats, just full send. And here's the guy leading it, one arm, you know, 135 pounds, soaking wet. And they're talking. It was interesting because a segment from the journal of one of the guys was. Life was mundane for me. I needed an adventure. And in the night, in the evenings, these guys would sit around the campfire and they would talk about the battles they were in in the Civil War and how important this expedition was for their individual psychology. And I thought, man, how applicable is that today? It hasn't changed. You know, from 1869, these Why guys were talking it? about this stuff in their yeah. journal. 
talking about how important these things were and having a challenge, having a new mission, having these things that are like truly binding from our community. And this 135-pound one-armed dude leading an expedition down the Grand Canyon and rip it and on rapids that they should have never been running. Just like fuck it, we can do it. And they're portaging. They're 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 moving across and over land that they should never have carried this fucking weight ever. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know where they are. They're an Indian country, real Indian country. And talk about a crazy epic moonshine. adventure. That is Lake Powell today, right? As we as we know it, but uh, and then Logan and I were talking about. I was like, man, we got to do a trip with a bunch <laughs> of vets and just do a series of episodes around campfire talks and just talk about. Can I get in? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this would be so much fun for guys. I think and not only fun, but just I got to go out just to be able to hang with you dudes officially. <laughs> there's waivers. Yeah, there's waivers there's age everything. waivers. I mean. What? I'm sure George, I'm sure Jesus. Jack. Jack. Yeah, probably, Jack. We could probably get a waiver Jack form out anyway. We could probably yeah. find one online. Yeah, there's a there's a form for I'll anything. sign that thing. Yeah. Jack will sign it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah, I know no he would. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, fellas. Free Range American. Oh, that's now it, buddy. You open your LaCroix. <laughs> we'll open up my How about LaCroix. you drink what I poured you about an hour ago? I don't drink. <laughs> You're giving me tequila and I don't drink. I haven't drank for a year. Have you not? No. Uh-uh. But, I mean, <sighs> I have a couple sips. I'll take it. You will? Yeah. yeah here. Dang. I got okay. a bit of a cough right now. Well, then, this is already has. No, it's a dry cough. It's a dry cough. cough. Should be good. Don't worry. Is there anything, about going, it. Around? Is there anything going around? No, I don't no. think so. I think we're fine. Right. We're, it's Brovid, I think. <laughs> is it? Yeah. It's called Brovid, which all right. we're all in there. Thanks, Uncles. John. Jocko. Six feet, man. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it, guys. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Cheers, everybody. Free Range American. Free range. Knock on. Boom. Get out there, try archery. Go. Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing. Knockonarchery.com.